from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's podcast episode 239 a decade a decade of Star Joe's part one I'm your host Ryan I'm Chuck and I'm John and welcome back everyone uh so episode 238 I mentioned that we are going to be having uh listeners on uh throughout the year to join us for various episodes uh but the other thing that we wanted to do was kind of talk about the decade itself that we've been doing Star Joe's uh John actually you brought up this is an idea saying, hey, do we want to kind of like do like a retrospective of the last 10 years and like kind of where things started, where things were and well, where they're, you know, you know, we can then at the end of all this, maybe talk about where we think things are going to go. Um, so I thought it was a brilliant idea. Um, so that's my job as the de facto leader of the podcast at this point. Uh, just take your guys good ideas and make them reality. Uh, and, um, so that's what we're doing. That's what this episode is. Um, we kind of divvied up some of the work. Uh, we by no means are going to fit all of this talk into the, this one episode. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be in cause, uh, we can certainly talk about a lot of things. Uh, but I did, uh, my homework on basically the comic books and that have come out in the last 10 years. John, I know you talked about, or you, you looked into movies and TV shows. Uh, Chuck, you looked into the toys, uh, and, and I don't know if collectibles popped up or anything like that as well, but um, there's a, a lot of lot to cover, and uh, we're going to kind of divvy it up into properties as well. Uh, for this first section of episodes, we're, we're focused on the first you know five years of Star Joes, uh, and then... We'll kind of go from there. Again, we don't we don't know if we're going to fit the first five years in this episode. Probably not. <laughs> but we're at least going to be starting with the first five years, and we'll see how many of these episodes we end up doing. Uh, before we get into it, though, uh, 
First off, Chuck, it's been a while since we've had you on. How have things been for you? What's been going on for you? Uh, any any rabbit holes you've gone down lately? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I'm I'm good. You know, still plugging away at work and you know that stuff. But uh, everything's fine as far as that goes. Um, yeah, I've recently uh, developed a semi semi fetish, I guess for graded comic books so i've been I didn't watching know it was a fetish i didn't know you were I, like, I don't know if it's like <laughs> it's like it's like something bad it's serious. i didn't know you're like, rubbing it out based on <laughs> I, I don't know yeah geez but i don't know I've, I've been watching a lot of youtube videos um about graded comic books and how how they're graded and what the process is and how to press them and how to clean them and yeah. how to collect them and what to look for and stuff like that so i'm like well i saw a couple of um like people post their joe collections and stuff like that and I, there's some comic books on the wall and those things always look really cool to me it, i i understand it does increase the value of comic books uh in certain circles not everybody's looking for these not everybody wants these some people buy the graded books and they crack the case open to have the comic book yeah uh but it is a way to preserve the comic book and I, I, I like that, the fact that it does preserve the comic book, and I like that it's a cool way to display the comic book. Um, so I've recently bought uh, G.I. Joe issue 29, which was my first comic book that I ever had. I got that graded. And uh, just tonight, before I came on, I recently acquired another comic book, uh, CGC graded. And that's the ones that I'm going after are the just the CGC books. Because in my... Uh, uh, I don't know studies or in, in what I've seen. That's the ones that people tend to say are the the best and will maintain value. But I mean, who knows? This could be a beanie baby thing. So who knows? <laughs> True. But uh, I tonight I acquired issue uh, fifty seven. Nice. Um, that's the one with uh, Flint and Lady J side by side with Destro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. I, I acquired that tonight. Very nice. Yeah. So, Chuck, do you have any method to the madness, or is it just issues you really like? Are you trying to do the whole run? No, or what no. I, I mean, that would be awesome to do the whole run, but I, I, it's just going to be just the uh, issues that I like. I hope to get, like, maybe, like, the one picture that I have that I, I have in my mind, they're, like, slatted against uh, in slats on, on a wall. Then there's, like, five across and four down, so that would be 20. So if I can do anything close to something like that later on in, like, a comic room or something, that would be awesome. Right now, it's just going to be Joe-focused um, with the older Marvel stuff. I have some books that I'd like to send to CGC to get graded. I, I'd like to actually meet them at a convention or show and give them the books personally because some of the books are signed and stuff like that, and I can't get some of these signatures back because the people have passed away. Yeah. So I'm yep. kind of apprehensive about putting them in the mail, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I'd just like to get some of the ones that I actually have. G.I. Joe 1, I'd like to get that graded. G.I. Joe Special Missions 1, and I've got the the final issue, the 255, I'd like to get graded. All of them are in really... Yeah, 155. Sorry. All of those are in really good shape, so I'd like to get those graded. And then I've got some issues uh, here and there that'll probably grade out at a 9.0 or better, so maybe... just depends on the cover art and stuff like that. That's what I was always buying Joe for when I was a kid, was just how cool the covers were. Nice. And then, um, 
like, do you have other issues for sure that you're like, I gotta get that one? Like, I don't know if issue 21 is one of those. Oh, or? yeah, that's, that's the one to, to get for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think with that one, we were talking about it a little bit with, uh, Travis. Mm-hmm. It might be better just to get a, it's called a raw book, the ones that aren't graded. That's what yeah. people call them. Yeah. So it might be better just to get an ungraded book, um, of that and just have it graded as yeah. opposed to paying like a couple hundred dollars to have that book. Already um, graded. Yeah. Already graded, yeah. yeah. The only problem is you don't know what it's going to come back at. Right. So if you do grade it and you're looking for a higher grade, you can always pick and select the grade you want. Um, like with the book I won tonight, uh, issue 57, I, I believe it Yeah, hits a 9.6. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And like we talked about too, when it comes to like, you know, I know there's people out there that are just like, uh, if it's not 9.8, they don't want it. But like, I challenge anyone out there to be able to tell me the difference between a 9.6 and a 9.8. <laughs> like, I yeah. really, I yeah. visibly cannot tell a difference between I, I've seen when, when they're on, that close. Yeah. yeah, people on YouTube videos who get it come back at a 9.6, they take it and they'll wipe it down, press it cleaner. They'll just send it back in and they'll come back at a 9.8. So yeah, it, it's not. It's it's kind of like it's bias not exact science. Yeah, it, bias, prejudice, whatever you want to call it, but it's not perfect. But right. for for what I want and for what I'm looking for is just a way to preserve the book and a way to display the book that looks really cool. Yeah. That's what I want. I'm not looking to resell these at all. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and I definitely want to do that with some comics that I have. Because um, I did do it with one comic that I had, but it was simply to flip it and sell it. Um, oh, you're that guy. <laughs> well... No, I bought the issue with intention of keeping it, and then when I saw it was selling for graded, I was like, I know, I'm yeah. selling it. <laughs> sure, yeah, you'd be a fool not to. Right. I bought it right. for 6 bucks, and I think I sold it for 300 or something like that, so uh, 3 or 4 Yeah, definitely, so. definitely making your money on that one. Right, but right. Um, even like some I, of the older books that I have, like um, some old Spider-Man books and stuff like that, there's really hardly any of them that are going to be graded at like yeah. a 9.8, even like, you know, like, it's few and far between those kind of books like that that are, yeah. you know, more than 30, 40 years old. Yeah. Some of them are and, 50. And like you said, I'm looking, if nothing else, just I just want to preserve them and just to display them. It's right. not, these would not be ones that I'm looking to sell. These are ones like, oh, I really, I bought, like, especially for me, some of the modern ones, I bought them the variant cover because I like the cover. I already have the regular issue. I don't ever need, if I ever want to read the issue, I have that. I want to preserve this particular cover. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it, it's cool. It is it is a rabbit hole to go down, but it's not a bad one because it it definitely can hold value for you. Uh, like you said, as long as the mark doesn't drop out from underneath it, which so far it hasn't. So, um, yeah. I mean, if one day you're looking to sell these for some, you know, you get out of comic books or you you know something happens where you need like a kidney and you need some fast cash or something, <laughs> <laughs> it's a you could put them on eBay and probably sell them unless you know. Everything yeah. drops out, but yeah, for sure. John, how have you been? What's what's been going on for you? The listeners should know about. I bought my first Transformers, guys. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I started watching G One cartoon at uh, New Year's, and I got hooked. I'd never watched. I saw a couple episodes when I was younger. I saw Transformers the movie when it came out, but never followed it. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I started watching it on Tubi, which is a great platform out there with all kinds of cool cartoons. Yeah. And I'm just hooked, man. And I've always liked Soundwave, and so I did a bunch of research and then 
lo and behold, Walmart had their G1 Soundwave that had just come out and put the word out. Everybody said, oh, it's on clearance. And then it was gone. And then I was at Walmart this weekend and I found him. Nice. So I now have Soundwave and all his tapes. That's awesome. Nice. And I'm also, thank you, Ryan, for I also now have a Mandalorian yeah. figure and a Rocketeer, which I'm super stoked about. And if Best Buy will send me the damn heavy infantry Mando, <laughs> I will be the first one. My kid, that's the one thing my kids got me for Christmas, and the sons of bitches haven't sent it yet. So that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, apparently, if it's not if if it's not shipped by like mid February, they cancel the order, which is just bullshit, man. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't know. So I'm I'm kind of leery about that. But again, appreciate you yeah. sharing sharing in the goods. And yeah, so guys, I've got like I said, now I got a sound wave, a Mandalorian, and a Rocketeer figure. And I got to figure out where I'm going to put all this stuff. <laughs> you've always you've always to me been John the GI Joe guy. Now you're going to be John the Transformers I, well, Star Wars it, GI Joe guy. I, I have said it's my midlife crisis is Transformers. Had a long conversation with Chris Russo about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, midlife um, crisis are transforming robots. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the, well, other, was the other good good thing too. Lately, I did get I mentioned Chris. He did an awesome Mandalorian Baby Yoda piece. I saw that uh, for Daniel. And I, I want to keep it for myself, but yeah, I had him. He's like, you want it like adult style or mini Marvel, like a like a real person or mini Marvels? I'm like, come on, dude, mini Marvels? Are you kidding? Right. And he killed it. It was awesome. So yeah, you yeah, don't go to a, Chris for like any real style. You go for the mini Marvel style. I get real style, but you know, Daniel's Ooh. got an incredible collection of Chris's stuff, and it's all that style. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, it's been quite a quite a popular piece of art around the house. No, and Chris, and Chris is a, a fantastic artist but it's like it would be like me going to katie cook and saying hey can you do a very realistic looking whatever it's like no you want katie cook style you want chris's mini marvel style you know go, go to scotty young and be like hey can you draw an ultra realistic yeah he can do it but you want the scotty young look that's you know? right that's what you're that's what you're going for so um no i totally get that yeah and it was it was interesting too with the um the mandalorian figure because i got them when they came out and i um, got the regular Mandalorian and then I got the carbonized one and I was like, I have these two figures and they're cool. But then when you posted like, Hey, does anyone have one? I was like, well, I don't really know what I'm going to do with both of them. And I, if I was to keep either one of them, I wanted to keep the carbonized one. Uh, so I was just like, yeah, what the hell? I'll just send it your way. I was like, <laughs> you've done plenty of stuff for me in the past. And I'm like, yeah, we'll just go ahead and do this. Um, but then, yeah. And I was I'm in the process this year of like decluttering, you know, fine tuning my collection down of what I have and getting rid of everything else, either through selling or donating or whatever. And I came across the Rocketeer figure, and I don't even remember when I got it and why I got it. I knew I liked the Rocketeer, so I, I think that's all it took back then for me to get something. And uh, and I was like, you know, who would really like this <laughs> would be John. So. Um, and, and then I had some comic things that I was yeah. sending you anyway. So I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to put this all in a box and send it on its way. So much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went, so I, like I said, speaking of kind of like decluttering and kind of like organizing things. Um, so I did the, a video for Patreon members, uh, to, of the studio room here as a 20 minute <laughs> video. I did a whole tour of it as junked up as it was. And I am, uh, and then I'm going to do another one this uh, probably in February of my basement, which is even more of a cluster down there. Um, 
because this whole year is me organizing things and putting, you know, like I said, putting things in like nice display cases and everything else. So I went to Ikea and got those uh, DTOF uh, display cases, got three of them. Uh, I got some gift cards for Christmas and got a couple through work and everything for some things I did there. Uh, so I got three three of those cases this weekend. Ikea, I've never been there before, but man, you can get lost in that place. <laughs> um, like, I, I see why you could spend like a whole day there. Um, and uh, But it was nice because I was able to get the cases. I was able to show my wife what they looked like and everything. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to look into either seeing if I can find somebody that makes them or make my own little stand so they're a little bit off the ground. Um, I've seen some people selling them for like ridiculous prices of like $90 for a little stand. I'm like, I can build that for way cheaper. <laughs> um, it's only a few blocks of wood and just paint them. Um, but I, I think I would like to have them a little bit off the ground, uh, just like so the stuff that's in the bottom case so you can actually like see it and everything. Um, but yeah, nice. the, they're very cool. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And then what I'll do throughout the year is as I get things organized and as I get things put into their final state, I'll do more videos for the Patreon members as an exclusive of, like, here's more of my collection, here's more of what I have, and here's what it looks like now, and stuff like that. So, Because I think a lot of people have done that at various points in their life. They may have already, already have done that, or are thinking about doing it, or in the process, like me, of doing it. So I think people can kind of relate to, like, hey, I've got all this stuff, and I don't really can't really enjoy it so i'm trying to bring it down to where i can enjoy it so so that's that's what was new for me so uh was to get those nice glass display cases so yeah i've been wanting some of those for years basically but like you said at the ikea place closest to us is actually in columbus and we're yep. really up toward cleveland it's a good you know couple hour drive so i yeah. just haven't been able to yeah. get my hands down there yeah, it took me about an hour and a half to get down there. We went, we did the outlet malls that are near there, so I got some clothes too. So kind of made a whole day of it, and then we went yeah. to IKEA. And I mean, you can't beat the price on them. I mean, I know I have to assemble them, and I know sometimes they can be a little difficult from what I've heard. Um, but I'm like, it's sixty bucks for a glass display case when you could get ones that are assembled, and it's going to cost you like one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. Like I've done, oh yeah, for sure. I've looked yeah. into it, so it's like. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be, it'll be a fun project. It's, uh, it, I'm looking forward to it and I've already mapped out what's going on every shelf in those display cases. So, you know, what would look good in those shelves? What's that? Uh, CGC graded GI Joe comic books. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know, what's going to go in because there will be a GI Joe shelf. Of course, uh, I will be actually framing my Herb Trimpey, uh, original, uh, sketch of, uh, Beachhead. And I'll, nice. be putting, I'll be putting that in there. So Yeah. You know what else would look good in those? Not to throw you off topic or nothing, but like six inch GI Joes. Yeah, yeah. And and we'll see if that happens. We don't know. There's been all the rumors and then now it seems like the rumors have died down, so I don't know if that's actually gonna happen or not. But Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe they were just gauging interest and see if people were interested in it, but a lot of people were posting things like they're they're not they just want to you know three and three quarters small joes and stuff like but that so i also saw a lot of people that were interested so i don't they know had a lot of those too yeah yeah it's gone both ways so um i know if they do come out with the six inch joes that i will uh for sure get some but i will be extremely selective about which ones i get so yeah i'll, uh, I'll cherry pick that line yeah for sure 
Um, what about you, John? Eh, gotta see them. Yeah. Yeah, you have to see them at the price point and stuff like that. If their movie figures don't care, I don't care. Yeah. But, you know, if it's. If they are movie figures, I won't care about at all. You know, if they're classic styled six inch Joes, yeah, I mean, you know, again, depending on how they look, if they're 20 bucks, I'd pick one up. Yeah. You know, according to who it is. The Snake Eyes needs to be Commando and not Ninja, but right. You know. I would I would assume they would do both versions, probably the Ninja. Wouldn't that be first, great? They came with both heads, like the that. Oh, that'd be awesome! One yeah. of the one of the what was that? One of those last runs of because yeah. I have that that Commando. It, it has both the heads, and yeah, oh, it's awesome. It's a great figure. I like the. Uh, I'd like to think they're going to come out the way Star Wars did on the uh, with a vintage card instead of the box. I would love that. That would be awesome if they came on like a vintage style card back. Yeah, I would Just never take six them out. Inch style? No, no, not at all. So, one of the few times I would not open my toys. So. You'd be like Sam. Not, not to plug Rock's podcast, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So, you guys want to start talking some uh, some properties and Star Joes through the last decade? Let's do it. Yeah, I, I guess so. I've already paid for my eBay purchase for tonight, so I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're going to first start talking about G.I. Joe the, the first five years, and uh, we are going to be talking about basically the, the highlights and the lowlights, so the good and the bad. Uh, we're by no means are going to be able to talk about everything, so like I said earlier, if you if there's something we don't cover and you wanted us to talk about it, send us an email at starjoespodcast at gmail.com, uh, and we'll read your email, and we can talk about it then, so... Uh, that's a way for you to get us to talk about stuff that you want us to talk about. Um, so, uh, I, like I said, I covered comics uh, as best as I could. I basically went through DCB service to see what <laughs> what was going on back then, uh, what I was ordering and stuff. And then, uh, yeah, so I, like I said, I don't know if you guys want to just... John, I, I guess maybe the least amount of stuff was going on for movies and <laughs> Stuff yeah, I think you, in the you, first you, five you, years. you can you know, do the first five or ten. You know, you could do the whole ten years with sure, this. Go ahead. You know, I as I care. started reading up, I mean, you've got on the on the live action side. You're really, the only thing we have is retaliation. Yeah, which yeah. was fine. It's better than Rise of Cobra. It's not great. Right. We we are apparently getting Snake Eyes later this year. Yeah, and that is. Causing a lot of stir for a lot of reasons. It's changed. They're changing bad. things. Yeah, both good and bad. But let's face it, as we've talked about multiple times on this show, they're not ever going to do Real American Hero, no matter how much we would like to see that. It's not going to sell overseas, and so you're going to change things up. I just hope yeah. he doesn't have lips on his mask. That's all I ask. Yeah, Don't no yeah, mouth. Yeah. And in oh, apparently, <laughs> well, and the guy, the guy who's playing him, has said something like, "I wish they'd show his face." Like, no, no, no. Don't show your face. But I'm sure they'll. They're going to do what they're going to do. But like I said, Retaliation, I remember walking out of Retaliation going, well, it was better than Rise of Cobra. They got yeah. some of it right. They yeah. did get the Zartan, Hardmaster stuff. Like they, kind of, they, I felt like they got that well. The silent, inter, the, you know, silent interlude fight on the mountain was awesome. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, so and, a mixed and bag. If, if anyone and if the actor wants any idea of how good things can be without showing your face, you should watch The Mandalorian because yes. people people know that actor, even though he almost never shows his face, and really he probably never would have showed his face if if it didn't work for the story and everything else. But 
like you you can be expressive and you can put on an amazing performance without ever showing your face. So, well, um, they're, they're they're making a movie about him, so somebody decided it was a good idea, right? And right. again, we will wait and see. I'll On the, be, I think yeah. I'll be more pissed about him talking than I will if they show his face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, maybe they, they get him with showing his face and talking before he had his accident. Or I'm okay like with that. that. So, sure. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that. I read something about somewhere that they're saying that he's got to track down who killed his father. So they're really, if that's the case, they're really jacking around yeah. with, with the history. But again, yeah. I, 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 I've come to the realization I need to walk in with zero expectation sure. so that I'm not disappointed. And if it, and if they say he talks or he's got lips on the mask, I just don't go see it. It's real simple. Right. right. You know? um, and then on the cartoon side, we had Renegades. Yeah. Which yeah. I watched again in November and December. And I liked it even more this time. Nice. I, I, I'm still not big on the rip cord as a water guy, water yeah. alien, whatever. Yeah. But, but it's one of those. I was funny. I actually had this conversation with Tim Shin. Uh, I he I had him. For, I bought myself a Christmas gift and got him to do Zartan and the Dreadnoks from the Renegades series as a piece in my sketchbook. And I was talking to him, and we were talking about the show, and he said, you know, I love the whole. The whole thing, it has this whole sci-fi element like the original cartoon did, and it and it did. But I thought that, you know, making it the A-team, you know, Cobra's the good guys, and they're chasing them around. I thought it was a great plot point, and I really did. I thought that show really held up fairly well. Yeah, yeah. I for really sure. did like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I went back and watched it recently, too, and it did hold up. I didn't watch the whole series, but the... I watched. I was off on a day, and it was like raining or something like that. So I watched maybe like five or six episodes, and it was really good. Yeah, and it that was a show too for for me where, like you were saying, John, where the beginning of it for me was really rough because that's when they were focused on the whole, you know, Cobra Vipers that were those liquidy type right. blue things, and then Ripcord. And I was like, I'm not liking this too much. But then when they started like expanding on the world. And introducing yeah. other characters, that's when they pulled me in. I'll right. tell you, I think my favorite reiteration of any of them was Tomax and Zaymon as the religious leaders. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. I, I really liked how they did that a lot. And again, I I thought it was, it took the cartoon, it took the figures, it took all of it and kind of jumbled it up and made it made it its own. But there were a lot of a lot of nods to the past and and especially. The longer it, it, watching it again and kind of watching with a different eye, I picked yeah. up on some of those things. Yeah. But yeah, so like I said, it was a mixed bag in terms of TV and movies for Joe. But yeah. you know, one and good, I, one okay. And I know for well, and for Renegades, I, I know I have it on DVD, um, so I need to go back and watch it again. But they, uh, I know I did, I did not like the design of Destro, uh, but I really like the design of Baroness. Uh, Cobra Commander was fine. I know some people didn't care for that look. I, it didn't bother me at all. Uh, loved Tunnel Rat's character throughout the entire thing. Um, Snake Eyes was awesome. Scarlet was awesome. I love the idea, too, of Flint hunting down the team. Yeah, uh, yeah that was cool. And, yeah. and how that all came and together. And Lady J yeah. not helping him. You know? yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, she was helping Duke, yeah. Yeah. So, like, all of that I thought was done really well. Like I said, as the series went on, I, I loved it more and more. I absolutely loved the Dreadnoughts being like this biker gang. Yeah. 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 Like it's just, 
when I, I told Tim and for pro tip for you out there that are ever looking to get art, uh, Tim is fantastic. He actually did the Renegades artwork for the Joe Collectors magazine. Nice. So he did the cover. He did all you know a lot of the interior work for that particular issue. So I took in my sketchbook. I just said Renegades, but not not Snake Eyes. Like I basically said, I want you to go crazy. And he said Zartan. I said yes. He said I got a whole idea. And he did. He did a killer piece. Yeah. But you know, again, we talked a lot about it. And I really like that style. You know, I met one of the guys years ago, Zeland Jones, who was like the number two guy in the design room on that show. And that, you know, the guy who did it, Clem Suave, died during production. And there's oh, wow. actually, so picking up, we had a long talk. It, it's pretty interesting. That show had, there were three people up for that job kind of at the end. It was Clem Suave, Dave Johnson, and Michael Golden. Oh, wow. It would have been amazing with any of them. You sure, know, yeah. I love Dave Johnson's work. And, you know, everybody knows how I feel about Michael Golden's work. It, it, Clem Suave was a really interesting choice. And I never met him, but talking to zealand jones you know he just went on and on and on about him and so yeah it was it was interesting to watch it particularly after having met him and you know understanding a little bit more about what goes on and some of that stuff i I, I had a new appreciation for sure nice very cool uh chuck what what was going on with joe toy wise in the first those first five years well like like you guys mentioned with uh retaliation the movie and renegades the cartoon there were also toys out for that mm-hmm. so we had some figures for those uh and i uh, i believe 25th anniversary joes were still popular at that time yeah there was still some out there yep yeah so i remember uh finding those and re- just going crazy get- with it yeah, I remember you could get some of them at uh, like dollar stores and stuff like that at that point too, like some of the surplus. Some of the stuff. Dollar General, yeah, the Dollar yeah. General Joes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when that first hit, um, I was at a Target and I saw them and I was like, "Oh my god, no way!" And it was on the original, like vintage style card backs with, right. with modern figures. Yep. It was just, it was the perfect line because it was the card backs that attracted me to it to begin with, and. The figures were awesome, so I just I just went crazy and just bought almost everything. Yeah, and I remember the um, for the was it for Retaliation that they had was that the one that they had the Helix figure come out on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I got I got that figure because I really so, liked that character a lot. I thought that um, was I thought that might have been Rise of Cobra. Was it? Could have been. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Rise of Cobra. The Retaliation then, ones were the other movie line with the movie uh, Rock and. Bruce oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I did get a Bruce Willis figure just because it looked like Die Hard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> looked like John McClane. I'm like, I want my John McClane figure. Yeah, um, but I mean, with everything else, I mean, toward the end of the line, you were they weren't selling, and you yeah. didn't get the last you know wave or so like that. They went to yeah. certain places, and certain places got them, and certain places didn't. And yeah. it's all distribution, so it's kind of the destruction. Of a lot of lines that we collect and a lot of lines we love. And I remember Rise of Cobra figures like being almost like there was ones that were based on the movie, but I remember there being a lot of figures where it was just like, oh, that's a cool figure. It had nothing to do with the movie whatsoever. Like Helix was one of them. Yeah. There was also like a shipwreck figure that I really liked from that line. Shipwreck was nowhere in the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they were there was like a dock figure. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. There was just there was just all kinds of they, they went kind of beyond the movie with some of the figures and that that was cool because you know people wanted them so 
And here's That's a, a little, star, little Star Joe's behind the scenes. Uh, so if anyone's ever seen, I, I know I've posted it a few mm-hmm. times, but the picture of OU812, the the figure that I made. Oh, yeah. Um, the jacket, the long jacket that he's wearing is the Snake Eyes coat, trench coat from the Rise of Cobra Snake Eyes figure. <laughs> I thought I thought Rock made a figure and gave it to us, sent it in for a contest or something. Uh, I don't I don't remember. I know that I know that the figure that sits on my desk right now is one that I made out of like build a droid pieces from. Oh, this was like a like a stormtrooper body and it had a cobra emblem on the chest. And uh, I do remember. I think that, he yes. he cobbled it together from like GI Joe's yes. and Star Wars and yeah, I do. Remember he sent that. it in and he sent it in before we were like really good friends with him and he ended yeah. up winning a contest or something. I remember yeah. that. Yep. Um, but yeah, this this was like I said, it was a build droid because uh, remember the Star Wars figures had the build droid pieces that you could do. Right. Yeah. I had like a hodgepodge of them, so I, I kind of put those together along with a couple other Star Wars pieces. But then I I did pull some things from GI Joe, and one of them was the uh, trench coat from the Rise of Cobra uh, Snake Eyes figure. So yeah. Uh, so that's what he wears, and it looks cool on him. So yeah. Um, and well, there I were did... plenty of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow figures to go oh, around yeah. in this movie. Like, oh, yeah. There oh, were yeah. plenty of them. So if you wanted one, chances are you could find one. Yep. And then uh, I did get some of the Retaliation figures, too, because they did, uh, like, I think they did, like, various sets of them. I don't think they were, like, in... I can't remember. Yeah, they did do individual figures. Yeah, I feel yeah like they did individual ones, yeah. I and feel there, like was there was, a, there was sets, a box too. set, too, yeah. Yeah. So I did get the box set, and I, I know I got some of the individual ones, so... Yeah, some of the individual figures too. They were um, like I know Law and Order was part of that, but he wasn't yeah. like, yeah, yep, and airtight, yep, yeah, yep. Just like um, figures that were in the the cartoon that were introduced, and some weren't. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that very cool. Um, and then I I know when we started the show, they they were still doing sideshow figures. Yeah. Joe. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 Um, because I have some of those. Because Chris Campbell, our our buddy Chris Campbell, at the time was just a listener. We didn't really know him that much, right? Um, that well, and uh, he had a flint, and he was like kind of changing some of his collections, and he sent it to me. I think he contacted you for my address. Yeah. Yeah. He did, and I also uh, was able to pick up some figures from him. He gave me a hell of a deal. Yeah. some sideshow G.I. Joe guys. Yeah, and if you recall, or if you don't, I was the one that lugged all those things around. <laughs> I bought them for him in Boston at a comic book shop up there, nice. and then flew home and met him in D.C., or at the train station outside D.C., to hand him off like a bad drug deal. Wow. Nice. That was crazy. Nice. It's just how we roll. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I got I I got that figure from him, and that started much like Chuck, you getting me the uh, Palisades Kermit. Oh my Jones, God! Yes, him getting giving me that sideshow um, Flint figure because he basically sent me he sent it to me, and he sent a letter with it saying like t- saying what he was doing, and then he said I felt like this would have a better home with you being the big fan that you are, and it was I mean that was super awesome. I did not expect anything like that ever. Um, Heck yeah. and, uh, that is going in one of the display cases, by the way. Uh, I sure, I, why not? I still have that figure and I love it, but it did start me down that rabbit hole. Cause now I have, I don't have a lot of, 
of them. I, I have a, a few. I have so I have the Flint one. I have the Zartan one. I have this, and I have the Snake Eyes one. So um, of the well of, of GI Joe, but you have some Star Wars ones. I have some Star Wars. Uh, I have a couple Star Wars sideshows, and I have a few Star Wars hot toys, and we'll talk about those when we get yeah. to Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> but that started me down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, right, sure. So, but yeah, uh, and and I'd love to still like. There's still a few of those sideshow GI Joe ones I'd like to get. Like I would love to get a uh, Cobra Viper. Um, yeah. And I think there well, was there, a were the, there were there were those, and there were um, the little busts, and then they had yeah. the um, uh, statues too. Yeah, yeah. Um, which the busts are pretty pricey to get now, I think, if I remember like looking them up and stuff like that, just because there wasn't. I'm a lot not of sure. Them. Yeah, but uh, some of the ones you could you could still probably find pretty pretty inexpensive, maybe under fifty bucks or something like that on eBay. But okay, yeah, I guess it depends on who you're looking for. So yeah, but yeah, like I said, of the of the hot toys or the, not the hot toys, but the sideshow figures, um, like I said, I'd like to still get like a. Um, a Destro and a and a, maybe a Cobra Viper or something like that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they made both of those. So I remember them doing the, uh, the like the '86 Viper because I had that one. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So when it came to comics, um, I have it broken down by year, and uh, so I'll try to stick with just like I said the highlights and the lowlights. Basically, what I did is I. I typed up everything that came out <laughs> that I could see. Nice. I didn't put every single issue. Like I didn't go like, okay, in this year, issues one through whatever came out. I just basically hit when certain titles started and stuff like that. Um, but when we started the show in 2010, uh, G.I. Joe from IDW was already going. Uh, I believe it was around issue 13 at that point when we started. Um, Cobra uh, G.I. Joe Cobra 2 had already started, um, and it was on it, and it uh, that was issue one and two started that year. Uh, G.I. Joe Origins was already going on, and that was I think around issue nine or ten when we started the show. Um, which those were like to me that was the, for, in my opinion, that was like the heyday of of IDW GI Joe, like the very beginning, it was just amazing to me. Um, and I know we brought, when we started doing the show, we brought everyone up to speed where, where we were, like what, what had yeah. happened, everything beforehand. We just covered all the issues as quickly as we could. And, um, and then this way we, we were, we stayed current with it. So, um, but those were the three titles that were out at the time was the regular GI Joe by IDW, the Cobra two, and the G.I. Joe Origins. So we already had G.I. Joe Cobra for a while, and then that ended, and then they did Cobra 2. So um, then uh, we got a wonderful Easter egg later that year, uh, which was that the Free Comic Book Day was going to have G.I. Joe Real American Hero number 155 and a half. Yeah, I remember that. I, that was awesome. Yeah. That was a great way to relaunch. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I loved how it even opened with Cobra, uh, what we thought was Cobra Commander and Cobra had taken over in that issue. And then we find out like a, just within the first couple pages that it was just a dream. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, 
And then we uh, another highlight from 2010 was uh, GI Joe Hearts and Minds, the miniseries. Um, oh yes, they're really good yes. stuff. That was good. Um, and even though I'm not the biggest Howard Chaykin fan of modern day, I, this miniseries was just incredible. Like the story is yeah. awesome. And, uh, I remember buying a lot of those trades and just taking them to Baltimore and giving them to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was I. And for those that don't know what it was, uh, every issue had uh, had a there was a Joe story. It was like a spotlight issue. Yeah, a spotlight yeah. issue on a Joe and a spotlight issue on a Cobra. Um, and it, yeah, it was just awesome. Like you had characters like Firefly and. Um, Deep Six, and, yeah, and Spirit, and and then you yeah. had like, then you just had the the enemy where it was just talking about like recruits that got brought in like yeah um, the soldier yeah. yeah so it it was really really cool I think Tripwire was one of them too I think so yeah it was like yeah it was like the explosives expert and yeah. like the, it was cool because it was like intense you got to like see what went on in his mind when he had to defuse a bomb and stuff so yeah. So it was very, very cool. Um, and then we did have G.I. Joe Rare American Hero number 156 came out, which started the IDW run that continued the uh, the Marvel run. So that was... Well, yeah, it's it's going still strong now. Yeah, exactly. So, and that started the year that we started, so... Um, and and some of us are hoping IDW loses the license, that way Marvel gets it, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one, I don't know. Um... And then uh, a personal favorite of Chuck's came out that year, which was uh, G.I. Joe Future Noir miniseries. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> the biggest piece of shit. No, it's not. Not anymore, it's not. <laughs> not anymore. No. Say, yeah. No, not anymore. That that looks like war and peace compared to this other turd that's out there. Jesus. Um, but uh, At the time, though, that was the biggest piece of shit. I I personally liked it at the time, but you you were not very accepting of any different take on GI Joe at the time. <laughs> no, and I still have. No, it. I mean, I I was. Uh, you're right, man. I I had no other vision of GI Joe no. at, at all. No, a lot of things like that too. I've noticed over the years and stuff like that as I get a little older and more mature, and there's more gray in the beard. I'm more yeah. accepting of things. Yeah, and, maybe you'd like but, it now. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't. Uh, well, but I think it goes back to stylistically. What do you like too? Yeah, In yeah. other words, you know, I, I, it, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah. It, it's certainly stylistically, visually, is more appealing than some of the other things they have done. Sure. Oh my God, yeah. But you think? I mean, you think about Hearts and Minds and Cobra. Yeah. Very mature, very. Just a different, as you know, as. I think gritty. Yeah, yeah, gritty. yeah, thank you. Yeah, street level, gritty, yeah. more realistic. That's a hell of a lot more interesting to me yeah. than future noir or. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't need a manga. Like, that's not my I, thing. Yeah, so yeah. me either. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was an attempt to bring that type of audience into Joe and just kind of see show them that Joe could be done that way. Um, I think it was a smart move that they did just two issues of it um, to as just a, a feeler. Uh, because Joe was riding high in comics at that point, like it, you know, IDW was doing a good job with GI Joe, so it was it was worth the experiment. Um, I still have it, and I actually would like to go back and read it again to see if I like it more now or if I would hate it now. Like I just don't know 
I honestly don't know where I would fall. I know back then I I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was terrible, but um, but I you know I got a good enjoyment out of it. Um, at the time too, in 2010, we also had the classic GI Joe trade paperbacks, volumes seven, eight, and nine. Uh, seven, eight, nine, and ten all came out that year. Um, and then we had GI Joe Special Missions Volume Two came out that year. Um, and then uh, to, when we went into 2011, whole another turd level came out, which was Infestation miniseries. Oh my word! <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so that had crossovers with uh, Star Trek, Transformers, Ghostbusters, and GI Joe. Um, and I remember in, in theory. It sounds good. Yeah. But man, it was horrible. <laughs> lacking lacking execution. Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. Um and then one of the, uh one of the things that, that they did also which I thought was a good idea was they did G.I. Joe Real American Hero number one hundred penny press edition, so you can get the original Marvel issue for uh of number one for a dollar. Um, and they did that for G.I. Joe Cobra as well. So the first issue of G.I. Joe Cobra, they did the Penny Press edition as well. Um, they did a G.I. Joe Cobra Commander tribute, 100-page spectacular. Uh, and uh, and then there was the Cobra ongoing uh, was going on <clears throat> at that time. Uh we came out with a G.I. Joe Volume 2 ongoing number one, and Snake Eyes ongoing number one came out at that time. So that's when Robert was do, uh, doing the Snake Eyes series. So yeah, that was almost nine years ago. So um, Yeah, he's probably finished by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a ni- nice little one-shot that I liked, uh, I-, I always liked when these came out every year, was the uh, G.I. Joe versus Cobra special. They were the fun pub ones. And this was the Mission Brazil 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good Those issue. Those are always cool. Yeah, that was a good issue. So, <laughs> um, In 2011, we also had G.I. Joe Special Missions volume, uh, trade paperback volumes 3 and 4 came out. Uh, we had the classic G.I. Joe's volumes 11, 12, and 13 came out. So that touched on G.I. Joe there. And we did have actually a G.I. Joe book that came out in 2011, which was the G.I. Joe Tales from the Cobra Wars. Yeah, a prose book. Yeah, uh, which I still have not read. Uh, but I, I've heard from a lot of people it's it's pretty good. So, um, But I, had, I have not touched on that one yet. Uh, then going into 2012, I'm just kind of skimming things here. Uh Still not great, but it was definitely better than its predecessor. We had the Infestation 2 miniseries that came out. Um, yeah. Which I actually thought that that one was a bit better than the first one, uh, especially the G.I. Joe issues. Uh, because if you remember the G.I. Joe issues for Infestation 2, that's the one that uh, had uh, Crystal Ball in it, and he was kind of like that psycho... like. Um, he wasn't the crystal ball that we grew up with, basically. He was almost like a Rasputin-looking type character or something. Yeah. Um, but I remember liking those particular issues of Infestation, too. Um, then we had the Cobra uh, Cobra Annual of 2012, which is the origin of Cobra Commander. And was That was the one that was all the different stories, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. Like Shannon yeah. did the pirate one, I think? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh. 
And then we had uh, G.I. Joe Real American Hero Annual Number 1, uh, based off the new stuff uh, that they were doing. And uh, let's see here. I don't see Joe popping up anywhere else in individual issues. Uh, oh, we did have in 2012 uh, a, a very monumental issue. Uh, G.I. Joe Real American Hero Number 180. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> nice that's where uh, that's where uh, Star Joe's made its first appearance in a comic book so we, sh- and we should get that I also get made that my first rated. appearance in a comic book Plus, yeah. yeah yeah so oh I'm getting that one CGC'd yeah for sure yeah <laughs> hey we should get that castle issue cgc too there you go yeah the one that blocks my face yeah that's the one <laughs> The one I'm in. Right. I'll sign it for if you want. <laughs> Robert keeps telling me he's going to give me the page that, to that because this way as yeah. that I was actually in it. So. Yeah, keep, keep waiting. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that was, like I said, that was a, a real treat to see us. And I, and I know oh, Chuck. Oh, yeah, totally I, unexpected. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. And I know, Chuck, you have a, a page that has Star Joe's on it, and I have a page that has Star Joe's on it. So. Yeah, Shannon was so gracious to yeah. just uh, give us those pages. Yeah. We offered to buy them. Yeah, yeah, totally. But uh, he was a, such a nice guy, so yeah. it's totally unexpected. Used to be a nice guy. Awesome now that it a, happened. Now he's just a dick. No, just <laughs> Wow. No, nah, he's a nice guy. No, Shannon's awesome, yeah. He's very cool. Um a mini series that we, uh, I think we both loved a lot uh, when we were covering it, and John, I, I don't know if we've ever talked with you about the show I don't, or this mini series. I I don't know if you ever read it or not. Uh, the Danger Girl GI Joe mini series. I read at least a couple issues, and I remember we've talked about it from the standpoint that the artwork was great, the story was fun, yeah, and it was a lot like the cartoon. Yes, yeah, and it, it, it had that kind of feel to it. And it's one of those things where it is surprising that they didn't do more. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the licenses just didn't work out to do it. But I think that was, I think that one was very popular with the majority of the community too, if I recall. Yes, it was because it, it did have yeah. a lot of, it had that feel of the cartoon. You had body massage in it. <laughs> like <laughs> Roblox actually says body mass, like who's up right. for a body massage or something like that at one point in it. Um, I actually do know why they didn't do any more. Uh, it was not a licensing issue at all. It was because John Royal uh, can't do uh, as much artwork as he used to, so he can't do a ton of mm. interior pages because he has uh, hand issues and everything else. So he mm. he sticks just with covers right now. I've actually like communicated with him a couple times about it and everything, saying how much I loved it, and he's like, "Yeah, it was so much fun doing." And he says, "If I could consistently do artwork again on interiors like that." He said, I, I would be so up for doing another miniseries like that. But he says, I just can't. He says, it, it takes everything I have just to do the covers that I'm doing right now. So mm-hmm. Nice. Um, That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I love his artwork, and I think it worked really oh, well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it, great. So. It works good with Joe. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there was uh, another fun pub was that came out that year was uh, G.I. Joe versus Cobra Special Number 5, which was called Operation Bear Trap, uh, which... Uh, I believe had the grenadier iron grenadiers in it, um, so that was a that was a fun one. Yeah, they they do one based off of the GI Joe set at Joe Con. Yep. Yeah. So, but they always do a good job of the story. Like, yeah. The story is always 
the Joe ones especially, I like because they do it for Transformers also, or did it for Transformers oh. also. Transformers ones were hit and miss for me because sometimes I felt like I was missing some of the story. The yeah. Joe ones always felt like they're going out on this mission and the mission was over by the time the issue was done. So yeah, it was a nice one and done story. They yeah. were always they were they were good. I I got the one that, that we went to the Joe Con. I made sure to get it there. Yeah. The Joe Con one, yep, yep. Uh, and then I always would pick up the other ones too. Yep. Um, then there was uh, collected editions that year. Uh, the GI Joe yearbook uh, trade paperback came out, where they collected the original oh, Marvel yeah. yearbooks uh, into there. So, and then we did have the classic GI Joe trade paperbacks, uh, volumes fourteen and fifteen came out uh, that year, and then uh, <laughs> probably a sore subject nowadays, but. The G.I. Joe, the complete collection hardcover volume one came out that year in 2012. Uh, it's not a sore subject. It's it, They didn't complete it. I, I, I like it. <laughs> I love it, what I have. Right. I wish they would complete it, right. but I mean, I'm not disappointed I bought them or disappointed they made no, them. No, no. At least I think it's a sore subject because we want them to finish it. Like Sure, yeah. Like, I... And yeah, I love the ones I have. I will. I'll, that's what I use when we cover those issues on the show. Is I use the hardcover editions. So yeah, um, I really wish they would finish it. But yeah. you guys saw the what? I mean, they lost millions of dollars in the fourth quarter yes. of this year. Yeah, yeah. So we're so, not, so we're not going to see them anytime soon. <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking of, just as a business standpoint, if you lost so much money, what's going to save you money is not paying. You know royalty license right. to properties that you don't need to. Right. Right. You know, they pay licenses for all those property Transformers, G.I. Joe, they pay license probably for Ghostbusters. But I'm curious Gem. I'm curious if those are the ones that are making the money though. I don't know. And not the because I know when I look at IDW, I look at the licensed properties. I don't know, know if anything's making money there. They lost so much. Yeah. But the thing is I don't I think it's their end of their their own stuff that they're doing that is losing the money because I don't know anyone that reads that stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but how many people do you know outside of this community? I know a lot are of reading. G- I know a lot. In, of in other words, GI Joe sells yeah. five thousand copies. Yeah, and you know Transformers and Ninja Turtles probably sell better. But I would say know, so. Yeah. Let's face it. You know they're they're they've spread themselves too thin. Yeah. And yeah. there's a multitude, you know, there's just so much stuff going on. But I think it is interesting to look at much five years, much less 10 year period. The quality overall has, sure. has I would say, has slid or it is that the audience it's has diminished. changed. Yeah, it, yeah, the audience has changed to where are they? Right. What are they putting out? I've said for years they don't have any direction. Yeah. Real American Hero chugs along because Mr. Hama's in charge of it. Right. But I don't right. think the other stuff, they have a clue. I well, think it's just whatever sounds good today. Well, and I will tell you that from looking at sales figures and stuff like that, that, um, yeah, Joe doesn't do well anymore for them. So that's the one licensing that I could see them getting rid of because it's not making them money. But Transformers still makes them money. Uh, My Little Pony still makes them money. Uh, well, those those two properties are still relevant. Yeah, turtles. Let's still, be honest. Turtles still make some money. Oh no, I agree with you. Yeah, I, same thing with turtles. They're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're still relevant. Nickelodeon still puts Absolutely. out cartoons. Absolutely. My um, Little Pony still has cartoons. Transformers yep. still has cartoons. Plus yep. movie figures. You yep. know. Plus there's toys on the shelf. You can walk into a store right now and buy a Ninja Turtle, a My Little Pony, 
yeah. and a Transformer. Yeah, absolutely. You can't do that with G.I. Joe. I 100% agree with you. Um, but like I said, though, I don't think that they, I don't think it's necessarily that the licensed properties are what's losing the money. I think it's certain licensed properties might be losing the money. I honestly think it's all the other titles that they're trying to put out there that are not like, that are not licensed properties. Because when you look at sales figures, none of those other titles show up on any top lists at all in the top like 300. Only the only stuff that of IDWs that shows up on like a top three hundred list are the licensed property stuff. Sure. So, um, but at what point? What point do you say you have to draw the line? And I'm sure they're paying the probably the most for Ninja Turtles or Transformers. Sure, but they're pro- those are probably also the ones making them the most too. So, yeah, they're not going to get rid of Turtles or Transformers right now because like I said they're. I, I, yeah, although I wouldn't get rid of Turtles would be the last one I would yeah. get rid of. Although I will say Transformers, the current ongoing series, I'm not enjoying all that much. Uh, Transformers Galaxies, I think, is fantastic. Um, it's one of the best Transformers books I've read. Um, but, yeah, just the ongoing Transformers, I, I'm not too much of a fan of right now. Um, so that one might start losing the money because <laughs> I'm not the only one feeling that way. Um, well, back when we were talking about it, back when we were, you know, started the podcast, they had a different talent level sure. on those books, sure, than they than they do right now. Yeah, but to go to to go back to the complete collection thing, like I remember, we were extremely excited about this and um, about these oh yeah oh my God. collections. They were putting the hardcovers out, plus they were putting you know inserting special missions in right, there too, right? chronologically when plus, they were released. So plus, that was awesome. Yeah, plus they were inserting the uh, the two-pack two pack comics yes. in there. Yeah. So that was cool, too. Like you said, where they fit, where they were supposed to go. Um, mm-hmm. So that, and that's, like, I have kept all of my trade paperbacks of the stuff that they did not put in hardcover yet because I don't want to lose that stuff. Um, but I'm hoping that they will finish the, uh, the hardcovers. Um, yeah, I I, mean, I am too. I have all my issues. I have the one through fifteen trade paperbacks, yeah. and I've got one through what is it, eight or nine? Yeah. Eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, nine. I've uh, got eight, those nine, eight, 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 eight. Nine was solicited but never came out. So I've I've got those. I'm not going to get rid of them. No, they're they're they're, they're gorgeous. They're awesome. Yeah. Um, I love all the IDW hardcovers that they've done. So um, yeah, I have I have they all they've of them. done a really good job with them. It's yeah. just finish it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hardcovers that they do a really nice job of, uh, also that year is when they came out with G.I. Joe Cobra Last Laugh hardcover, which collected the whole Chuck yeah. storyline, which to this day is my favorite G.I. Joe story ever. So It's the best. Yeah. And I love the fact, I think I shared this with you lately, Ryan, so we're recording this late January the 10th anniversary of Cobra 2 yes. was yesterday, yep. and I tweeted about it, and Christos Gage and Mike Costa both said something about yes. it, yep. which I thought was yes. awesome. You know, but they love doing a point it. Of, they, yeah, well, they, and I, I still, I mean, I can remember you guys having Costa on multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. And he's and I, I so wanted to meet him, and he was supposed to come to Heroes one year. Had to cancel, and I've never seen him in a show on the East Coast. So I, yeah. you know, I've told him, I said, I look forward to the day I get to meet him and thank him in yeah, person because I'm going to do yeah. it. Yeah, it was a great, great story. If yeah. he ever came to Baltimore or a show close by to me, I would, I would. There's, 
no amount of time I wouldn't wait to meet him and thank him and have him sign my my hardcover of that plus probably some of the issues and stuff like that because it was just it's my it's my favorite Joe story so um and I know it's definitely up there yeah so um and then I I only got up to 2013 because like I said it was a lot of comics to to go through so next time one of the next times we we do this type of episode I'll have the rest of the years and everything else but in uh, 2013, for uh, Joe, uh, just kind of skimming real quick, uh, is when we got G.I. Joe Special Missions number one. That was the ongoing series that came out. We had G.I. Joe Cobra Files number one came out, which was, again, a uh, continuous series there. Um, and I believe this is when they started doing the um, uh, G.I. Joe series that was uh, done by Van Lenti. So, uh, this is, to me, this is kind of when it started going off the rails a bit, so. Taking a nosedive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's all we really had, uh, Joe-wise, as far as issues coming out. Uh, yeah, we had G.I. Joe number one, which was by Fred Van Linty, I had noted here, so. Um, so there were still a few Joe titles coming out, I just didn't think they were as strong, because even the G.I. Joe Cobra Files one was trying to recapture the cobra title but it was mm-hmm. a completely different take i think that's the one where flint was like had a base inside a casino or something like that if i remember right yeah i remember that yeah, yeah. That, was, yeah that was that was where they got uh did and that where they brought uh yeah zamod in yes yes yeah. and yeah. yeah no i i liked which that. actually i did like that yeah yeah there, there was some cool stuff going on in there that's when i think that's where the breaker in this world cracked and yeah. and yeah, they yeah. killed him off in this damn series too. Yeah, no, I, look, I, <laughs> but, I, I, like, but you know, I do, you but I do remember that special missions and the regular GI Joe series that was by Van Lenti, Um and I was excited when Van Lenti was coming in because I liked him as a writer, and I think he was given a direction. I don't think it was his choice, so I don't blame him at all. But it was just it, it was taking Joe in a way different direction. He he gave us hashtag. Come on, yeah. Like, that's all. Yeah. 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 But that's that's where that series wrapped up with Aller, and I thought he had some interesting things started yes. with that whole Cobra Youth. And yes, I agree. And some cool stuff yes. that could have gone, and yet again. Yep. Another reboot. Wind, wind blows and something changes. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was the start of them rebooting, rebooting, rebooting. So, um. And then that year, we, in 2013, we did have uh, a few trade paperbacks come out of G.I. Joe versus Transformers. Uh, so they c- c- start uh, collecting everything that they that ever came out, whether it was like the Dreamwave stuff or the original Marvel crossover of those characters. Um, we did start in 2013, starting to get the G.I. Joe IDW collection. So volumes one, two, and three were all all came out that year. Uh, yeah, we got the Danger Girl. Uh, G.I. Joe hardcover came out of that, and I loved that miniseries so much that I got the hardcover also. Nice. So, yeah. Um, so that's what you had coming out Joe-wise as far as, like, collected editions. We did start the actual IDW series uh, in hardcover, and I did get those. Uh, I have all all the ones they've done of that so far. Hey, when did they release that uh, 
issue 21 special hardcover that, silent interlude that was hardcover that was much later i want to say yeah. that was like we'll definitely touch on that when they do um but it was i want to say it was like three years ago four years ago something like that okay yeah yeah because that that was awesome yeah that was for sure so that was uh that's gi joe uh from like the first four years of us doing the show so a lot of good stuff. Um, wouldn't it be great if you could remember what was a buy, borrow, and snark? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Well, we kind of did a touchdown a little bit. the Star Joe's wiki. That's what we need. <laughs> so keep track of that stuff. If you want to put that together, you could totally spearhead uh, that. No, I don't. <laughs> Brian Lang, I know he did, or, or, or Travis did a re-listen. I was the Uncle T-Bag did a re-listen. Maybe he could, he could do that yeah, with for us. He could do that. And then, yeah, and the thing is, too... Yeah, like, you could totally be in charge of that if you want, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing is, as we get into the later years, uh, more recent years of Star Joe's, like, we really stopped covering the new issues that were coming out. Like, I've still been reading them, and I'm behind. I want to get caught up, because I actually want to start covering some of those recent issues, the new issues, again, on the show. Not Maybe not at, to the level that we did back in the day, but I still would like to talk about what's going on with some of those issues on uh, on the show, just to kind of stay current. But I got to get caught up. My year, my one of my goals this year is to get caught up on all the Star Joe's related comics. So, uh, well, I'm up to date on GI Joe and Star Wars. It's just um, I'm not reading Transformers and Ninja yeah. Turtles. I'm behind. So. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like once I get caught up, you and I can you know start talking about those um, uh, as far as like what things are coming out and what we're liking and stuff like that. So, um, and like I said, we don't have to do like we did back in the day where we cover every single thing that happened in the issue and, <laughs> and everything. Page, page three, panel two. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although I do want to get back to, we started covering the, uh, the devil's do run. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to get back to that. Fi- finish some of the Marvel stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Marvel stuff's a given. We'll definitely be doing that. So, um, all right, so uh, I think we can probably get through the first five years or so of Star Wars, and then I think we'll call this episode a wrap, and then next time we'll cover uh, some of the other properties. Uh, so, John, for Star Wars in the first five years of doing the show or whatever you have. Uh, oh, I, I, well, yeah, I, again, I did it a little differently because fine. it's not. Is it? So we were really fortunate in the last 10 years we got a, a new trilogy yes in the force awakens the last jedi and the rise of skywalker we also got the two tale or a star wars tale movies or whatever the hell they star called wars them story yeah. star wars story thank you rogue one and solo yeah which who thought we were going to get stuff we, like that when i never did yeah when we started the show there's no way in hell any of us thought we were getting any more than what we got with the prequels and the original trilogy yeah, because yeah, I guess the I guess it was what fifteen is when Force Awakens came out, so it had been it was a while out there. Yeah, and then who who would have dreamed that then, much less ten years ago, that the rise of Netflix and Amazon and streaming would do what it did. Right. That now oh, Disney yeah. Disney jumps Disney into Plus, the frame, yeah. and we get the Mandalorian. Right. Which I'm sorry I missed the last episode with you, Grubbin, uh, Anthony, because. Holy shit! That I just loved it. I loved every minute of it. Finale uh, was amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, a great, I, I just great show. I I just I love how they tied so much stuff 
into char- into characters that we didn't know before. Yeah, and really right. made yeah. it work well. Really made it work well. Yeah, cartoons. We had a really good situation too. You had Clone Wars, yep. which is getting another season. I yeah. think what early February. Yeah. I can't which wait. Looks really good. And from what I'm hearing about yeah. that one is that we're getting that those stories were already created and that you could have read the scripts and everything uh, because they thought they were never going to make them. And uh, so I guess these stories that we're going to get were already planned out. So it, it, it's interesting, which I like. Because I know, I know they're talking about the fact that I guess the Siege of Mandalore is going to be part of yeah. this. And so I love that. I love that they're taking live action and animated and, and kind of weaving it all yeah. into one big tapestry. Yeah. But yeah, with, so we, but we got, got clone wars. We had rebels, which I've just started. Yeah. I've really enjoyed what I've watched. I haven't gotten a lot further since uh, last time we spoke, but yeah. I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. And then, Resistance, I have not watched at all. Resistance, Resistance, I'm behind on the. Uh, I like it. Uh, it. The animation style takes some getting used to. I will say, uh, it's definitely geared towards a younger audience, uh, but it's a fun show. Uh, it's not the caliber of Clone Wars or Rebels, but it's a it's a fun show. Um, it's a I nice haven't show. seen any of it. Yeah. yeah, and and there's and there's two others. There's the Forces of Destiny, which I think isn't that all the female ladies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rollout, which I think is something off Disney Plus. I don't even know. I'd heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Is it like little mini mini little mini stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, there was um, all the Lego Star Wars Lego yes. movies too, yeah, and they, that too, yeah, yeah. They did yeah. the droids, and then they did uh, was it Freelancer or something like that? I think it was called yeah, that. Droid Tales, yeah, Droid Tales, yeah. And then they did the Yoda Chronicles. Yeah, those, those all of those are fun. They are. They're a lot of fun because they they kind of poke fun a little bit. They're like spoofy. Yeah, type that's things. not too serious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and hell, I love Legos as we all know. So. Um, yeah, <laughs> how's that working for you? That's that's my uh, rabbit hole. I went rabbit down. hole. Yeah. <laughs> when Palisades closed their doors, Ryan turned around and there's Lego. Right, exactly. Hey, I'm right now at my desk because I did redo, redo my my entire desk. I have the Lego Death Star in front of me right now with the Lego Millennium Falcon to the left of it, and Yoda's hut in Lego form to the right of it. So nice. That's awesome. So yeah, so it's it's intense. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, a lot of, geez, a lot of good, uh, Star Wars stuff. And then we're, we're getting, well, and I think, I, I think the overarching piece of that too, is you've got, you know, it was purchased. Yes. Right. I mean, ultimately, so, yeah. so much of this is driven by the fact that Disney wanted to sell more underwear. Right. And they, and yeah. they bought it and, and then all it opened this whole yes. floodgate to where you get all these things and they, shake up the eight ball and figure out what, you know, decide what's not canon and what is canon and anymore, which is a really interesting, has been very interesting all along the way, particularly, and I, you know, we, I know we've talked about with Mandalorian, the fact that George Lucas does not want to claim the Christmas special, yet there are two references in the first five minutes of that show. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Right. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Well, and and here's the thing too, like, and, and I know there's a lot of haters of the of the new stuff, other than probably the Mandalorian. Although I'm sure there's people that just will hate everything that Disney is doing. That's fine if you don't like stuff or or even hate on it or whatever. But if Disney didn't do this, Star Wars as a property was would have died as far as like 
yes, you would have still had toys, you still would have people, but it, it eventually would have faded away and gone away because Lucas wasn't going to do anything else. So all you'd have is the generations that grew up with the original trilogy and the prequels. And eventually yeah. those would die off. As far as I'm concerned, the, and from what everything I can tell, Star Wars is going to far outlive me now. And there's going to be stuff... <laughs> oh, for sure. Unfortunately, yeah. there's going to be stuff that's going to come out after I die. Uh, for, <laughs> that you're not going to have yet. Right, yeah, that I'm not going to be able to see and stuff like that. Like Whether you want to look at that as fortunately or unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I look at it as unfortunately because I want to see it all, but... Yeah. Um, but I'm happy that it went to Disney because it is going to live on. Like, there's always going to be something Star Wars coming out at some point. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just two two points real fast here. Um, with the acquisition of Star Wars by Disney and what John was talking about with canon, it, some people decided to take their old Star Wars novels to like half price books, and I picked them up for like a dollar a book. Nice. <laughs> so that was That's awesome. Great. I don't care if it's canon or not; they're damn good stories. They are good stories. So I bought like a ton of, of Star Wars <laughs> novels. Like, I, I can't even believe how many I got for a dollar or two dollars a piece. That's it was awesome. it was crazy because people just didn't want them anymore. Oh, they're not canon. I don't care about them anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'll. Screw read it, yeah. yeah. Screw that. I see, have all. It, it goes. It goes back to yeah. Who cares what they say? If it's a good story, right. I can make, make whatever I want. Right. I can make canon right. whatever, whatever. And if I like a story, now if I didn't like a story, you know that's okay too. Yeah, I love like yeah. with Thrawn. Yes, Thrawn's a tremendous character, and they were super smart to take him out of a book from twenty years ago and put him in the cartoons. And bring and, him back in. Yeah, yeah, and, and make him relevant. Yeah, make him viable and relevant. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. and they've been doing yeah. that with a lot of characters. Um, right. Like I'm, I'm hoping that at some point they might bring Mara Jade back into it. And I don't care how they do it; she doesn't need to be Luke Skywalker's wife or anything like that. Just bring her back in. I think she was a cool ass character. They did it with uh, there was a character from the old Marvel comics called Baylor Valance, who they have brought into the modern Marvel comics, mm. and it's an actually really cool ass character. Um, they nice. they introduced him in this this uh, in solo Imperial Cadet miniseries, and then they did uh, a miniseries called, that I'm in the middle of reading right now called uh, I think it's called Vader Hunt or something like that, where he's hired as a bounty hunter to hunt down Darth Vader. And is he the same character from all those years ago, or is it just the name? It's it's basically the same character. Like design and everything. Design okay. and everything looks the same. Like when he was first introduced, because he's kind of a cyborg character in the Marvel run. Um, and in the when he's initially in, introduced, he's he's fully human, uh, but stuff happens to him in the Imperial Cadet story that causes them to add, have to add the cybernetics. And then in the Vader Hunt story, he is cybernetic and he looks just like he mm. did back in the Marvel run. So oh, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. One other thing here. Remember, uh, oh, those of us who are old enough to remember after Return of the Jedi. It was like the dark times, the dark you know ages. You, we didn't have any more Star Wars. Yeah, nothing. All yeah, nothing. Yeah, you, you had some novels come out here and there. Yeah, but as far as movies, you know, you, there were no movies. There were no, you know, TV. There wasn't no figures. It, it, Star Wars, like you said, it wasn't relevant. You had the Ewok it, adventures. It, yeah, you had a couple of cartoons, <laughs> the droids. But I mean, that and, 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 the, didn't and the made either. and the made for TV movies of the Ewoks. But those didn't. Those didn't last no, long either. No, because they weren't good. <laughs> and this, yeah, this was like 1983. I enjoy them, until but they were good. <laughs> when did uh, Phantom Menace come out? In the late 90s? 99. 99. Yeah. yeah. So 83 to 99. Yep. 
you you basically had like you know and that's hardly what, anything nothing and that's what we would have now if Disney had not bought exactly the, exactly the but with the acquisition you got a whole new trilogy right you got the the spinoff movies Solo and Rogue One which Rogue One was phenomenal yes plus you get the Disney Plus. Yep. And you can go back and watch one, and you get Mandalorian, and we're going to get an Obi-Wan, you know, at some point. maybe. At some point, right. And we're supposed to get a right. Cassian, so, we're supposed to get a Cassian and Andor one. Right. Uh, so. I mean, that another great character to pick to do, uh, yeah. you know, TV show on. Yeah. Um, and Plus, you get, you get uh, more comic books and yeah. stuff like that, because even during those times, uh, Marvel quit putting out the Star Wars right. comic Dark Horse was yeah, but Dark, Dark Horse, Horse had the t- Dark Horse had that license for how many years? Yeah, and they did a they yeah. cranked out a job. lot of product. They nobody did. read yeah. it much. Yeah, but yeah, nobody was reading it because it wasn't relevant. Yeah. Oh, I disagree with that, Chuck. I, yeah, I, I think it was re- about relevance. I think it's I think it's not Marvel. It wasn't so Marvel. people stopped right. buying it. Right. And, yeah. You know, I'll give you that. You know, it's and to your point when you talk about literally from, let's say the. Ewoks and and droids movies or whatever the a, the ABC stuff came out what in eighty five yeah toys yeah. dropped out in about eighty six so yeah they people they they were chugging out and putting out a lot of content but you you didn't have an audience to read it like you did when there was and and I'll tell you there's a really interesting until you puts out great videos is Sci Fi Network yeah they do these great comic book things and they did one on Star Wars that was fascinating. Because they talked about, they talked to Walt Simonson, they talked to uh, Jan DeSimmer, they talked to all these people that worked on it in the 70s and 80s. It's really, really cool. If you guys haven't seen it, I'll have to try to find, find it and share the link somewhere because it's it's really interesting to listen to these people talk about. And then, you know, the people that worked on the Dark Horse stuff and how basically it just got crapped out. But they're like, we don't care. We, we wrote stuff that... They they were borrowing it for the movies and things. Yeah, I think it's just a you know you yeah. you didn't have the audience and but again they put out. I mean, Ryan, you've got all the Dark Horse stuff, right? Yeah, and you buy like the Trader or digital or I, something. I mean, everything that I ha- I own every single thing in either trade or single issues. Yeah, so I own it all. Hundreds I, I, and hundreds I, of books, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. oh yeah, I'm trying to get all of them in single issues and i'm not far from having them all in single issues um but yeah and i've read them all too so um but yeah it's hundreds and hundreds of issues so um and to your point what you're talking about like what's canon and what's not if you make your own canon like the books that i have i have the old what's called legends now i have the old legends books in chronological order based on when they happened um and then I have a bookshelf that is the new canon because I don't want to mix the two together because then it messes with your head when you're reading stories. But now I know, like, if I'm reading this, okay, this was the old canon, which I lived through, so I'm, I have no problem reading that stuff and enjoying the hell out of it. And then I go, okay, I can read some of the current canon and enjoy those, too. As long as it's a Star Wars story and I'm enjoying it, I don't really care, so... Yeah, but we may be the exception to that. Sure. Whereas the general populace and the general public, it's not on the front radar screen. Sure. So a lot of people are going to drop off. Yeah, but their loss is my gain. So <laughs> that's why I picked up a lot of those issues for a, a lot of those novels for a dollar. Right. Exactly. Um. So Chuck, when it came to toys, uh, when we were doing the show, what what was kind of oh, out Star there? Wars was still chugging along as far as toys go there yeah. you can 
trip over Star Wars figures. They were so plentiful. Yeah. Uh, like John said, the Clone Wars, the, the Clone Wars figures, those were the ones with the uh, uh, dark blue backing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. I believe it was Darth Vader on the back. Yeah. And then uh, we had uh, the other ones that came out shortly after that. When that transitioned over, they were like white with like Darth Maul, I think, was on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's at Rebels, you know, the cartoon. We had we had some uh, figures for that. Uh, there was all kinds of like Star Wars toys and stuff like that. So because we had the Clone Wars cartoon and the animated style, you know, figures they would uh, incorporate to make it look like the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Plus they had the uh, I don't remember when the vintage style figures started coming out. But it was around that time. It was around that time, yeah. Yeah. And so, then when did Black Series start? That would be the next five the years. The next five years, okay. I believe, okay. yeah. Okay. There's teeters on that. Um, and then, uh, like you mentioned, I do have some of the Hot Toys. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, there was there was all kinds of higher-end collectibles. Yeah. There was, like, a movie prop replicas, statues, it, it, anything that was Star Wars that was collectible... It's like Kiss. They slap a logo on it, and yeah. you'll sell it. Yeah. Well, it's, I've got, but yeah, I've got. Uh, so I have a. Uh, Was it Shadow Trooper sideshow, and I have uh, Yoda as a sideshow. But then Hot Toys, which is, I say Hot Toys is like a step above from sideshow. Um, I have C three P R two D two Han and Chewie and Princess Leia. I do need to get a Luke at some point. Yeah. Um, but. Um, but yeah, that was a rabbit hole for me for a little while. So I've, yeah, I have cut myself from that. that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then I've been in the Legos, and Legos have been around. They did do when they oh yeah when Star Wars yeah the Lego license yeah. yeah when they did Lego initially for Star Wars the Lego car- uh, figures the minifigs were the yellow yellow minifigs just like Lego did, and since then they've changed it to the skin color and and everything else. So. Um, and they they they're only getting better and better as they go on. Did, yeah, didn't didn't they just celebrate twenty years of Lego? Because they yes. I know I had Phantom Menace ones. I can yes. remember yeah those. Yeah, yep. yeah. So they yeah they've done some. I mean, back stuff. at that time too, we still had uh, like you said with the movies coming out, they still did. Uh, Toys R Us was still around. Yeah, they did uh, midnight releases for the movie figures and stuff like that. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I do remember that man. Mm-hmm. So, so. Uh, well, when it came, yeah, I went. I went to my share of those. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I think I only went to like one or two of them, but yeah. Um, I've been to my fair share of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it came to comics, uh, as we kind of talked about, there was a a lot that was coming out from Dark Horse at the time because it was still a Dark Horse when we started. Um, yeah. When we started the show. There was uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic uh, was just wrapping up. It was, I think, on issue 47, 48, something like that. And and I apologize for the episode where I covered every single issue that of Knights of the Old Republic to get everyone caught up to where we needed to be. <laughs> I think we covered that, and we covered Legacy, which is also running near the end of its run. Um, oh. But... Um, I've heard people tell me it wasn't that bad. I'm like, it, it was though. I was, it was very long winded. <laughs> so, um, 
But uh, that was the Griff episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. back in those first five years, you made me watch the uh, holiday special. I didn't make you watch shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch, you did. I did. You did. I warned you. I tried to stop you from watching it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's Star Wars. It can't be that bad. Right, and I tried to warn you that it was. <laughs> yeah, one of us was one of us. We should have warned the other one a little bit better. I, I dude, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. That's the sad part. I know you did. It was so and bad. I, and I even warned you that the beginning of it will trick you. Yeah, you're gonna like this to begin with. Right, right. The first five minutes, they're in the Falcon. They're flying off. Hans, they got Star Destroyers chasing them. And I was like, you're gonna be fooled. Yeah. And sure enough, we started watching it, and you're like, well, this ain't bad. And I was like, yeah, wait. <laughs> wait, it gets bad. <laughs> it gets bad really fast. 20 minutes later of B. Arthur and Art Carney, and I'm ready to kill somebody. <laughs> John, have you ever watched the holiday special? Oh, not only have I watched it, we did a watch oh, during Christmas. Oh, that's oh, right. No. You, did, you, we asked, the, yes, you asked we me the, to join you, and I was like, I yes. will never, ever. Uh, no. we, called it, no. we called it, we used hashtag SWHolidaysDAZE. Yes. And yes, watched it after an HR social hour chat on Twitter. Yes. I had five people that were there the whole time. Yeah. And I think other people still hate us for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating, I'll, though, how many people still don't know that thing exists. I know. That's I'll never watch me. that thing again in my life, no, ever. No. No, there's no part of it that's good. Um, no. The uh, but yeah, I remember she reaching out to me. He's like, "Hey, do you want to watch this with us?" I was like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um. So yeah, so that's so bad. So yeah, all that. Uh, we did also. I really liked these issues when they came out. It was the Star Wars Purge issues that came out? Uh, a lot of times they were just like one shots, and it was where Vader was hunting down Jedi. Um, yeah, those were always good. Uh, we had the Star Wars Invasion, uh, various miniseries that came out, which started off kind of rough, but then actually got better as it went on. Um, and I think those were the ones with the Yuuzhan Vong. Ooh. I don't know if you remember those or not. Um, and then this was a miniseries that came out in 2010 that I re- I think we both really liked because the artwork was really good and the story was really good. Uh, it was Star Wars Blood Ties, the tale of Jango and Boba Fett miniseries. Yeah. That that was, I remember being really good. Um, we had a lot of the Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Adventures digest size stories that were coming out at that time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, collected editions-wise, uh, Dark Horse started doing Star Wars a long time ago, Omnibus editions, which their Omnibus editions were like the smaller versions I don't know if you remember those. They were they weren't like the full eight and eight and a half by eleven size. Yeah, well, they yeah there. they did one that was the Luke Skywalker one that was big and huge. Yeah, and I will get to that. That is in the the first five years here. But yeah, the the original yeah. omnibus ones were like kind of smaller. But this smaller. One, yeah. yeah, but this was collecting the original Marvel run. Um, Book wise, we did have some uh, books that were going on. Kind of what you were talking about, where you picked up a bunch of it for a dollar. Uh, there was a lot of Old Republic books that were coming out. Um, mm-hmm. So Fatal Alliance was one of them. Uh, there was also The Force Unleashed, Volume 2. So that was a video game that was out uh, that they did a novel for to tell the story of it. Uh, and then there was a whole series called Fate of the Jedi that was going on at the time. And those were a whole bunch of hardcovers that were going on. Oh, yeah, I remember those, yeah. 
And then uh, Star Wars dipped its foot. I have not read these books, but there's been two books that they did like this. Um, this was one called Red Harvest, and it was a it was basically a Star Wars horror book. And Red Harvest was basically like vampire type creatures. Um, so, um, and then there was one they did before that I think it was called Death Troopers, which was basically like a zombie type tale. So, um, is that the one with the stormtrooper helmet? Yes, uh, on the cover with the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I knew exactly where you were going. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Um, did you get that one? <laughs> I think I do have that one. Okay. That's supposed to be a horror type story, so. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and like I said, that one sold so well that they did this Red Harvest story. And like I said, I haven't read either one of them, uh, so I'm, I'm not sure if they're good or not, but I, I'm looking forward to one day reading them. Um, then in 2011, we had uh, Star Wars Darth Vader and the Lost Command miniseries, which I remember really liking that. Um, yeah. And that was... Uh, Dang, that was 2011? That was 2011, yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I have, I'm like, I remember that. That was a long time ago. Yep. And we had uh, Dark Horse Presents number one come out, which was bringing back Dark Horse Presents. And the reason I mentioned that one is Crimson Empire 3, there was a preview story in that issue for that new miniseries that was coming out. So, um, you mixing a cocktail over there? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm wadding up paper. Uh, one that I remember not liking very much was, and you, I don't know if you remember this one or not, it was Star Wars Jedi Dark Side miniseries. That I remember not being good at all. <laughs> um, and then there was a whole bunch of Star Wars Knight Errant miniseries, which that was actually pretty good. I think it had uh, a character named Kira that was like a, or Kiara. That was a, a Jedi in training. It, was, it reminded me very much of like what we see in Rebels, where it's like you get this yeah. kind of learning as she goes and everything else. Uh, we did get the Crimson Empire three miniseries, which I remember being pretty good. Um, and then, that was like Kirkano stuff, right? Yes, yes. And then uh, collected editions. We had Shadows of the Empire was collected in omnibus edition. Uh, we had volume four of the long a long time ago, which was the Marvel run, uh, and then book wise, uh, we had a whole bunch of books come out. Like I said, again, some more Fate of the Jedi and Old Republic were coming out. Uh, we had uh, Star Wars Shadow Games uh, paperback. There was an Old Republic uh, story uh, in hardcover called uh, Revan, which told Darth Revan's story, um, and that one's actually really good. I've read that one. Uh, going into 2012, uh, we had a miniseries that came out that I really liked a lot, and this is another... I can't remember the character's specific name, but I'd like it if they brought a character like this back, but it was Star Wars Agent of the Empire. Um, I don't know if you remember that one, but it was kind of like a James Bond in, in the world of Star Wars. Um, I remember you talking about it, but I don't remember the story. Yeah. And then uh, we had Dawn of the Jedi started, which was going back to the early days of the Jedi. Um, and that series got really good as it went along. Uh, we also had Darth Vader Ghost Prison miniseries, which was really good. There was never a time I can, that I can, a story I can remember, maybe a listener will know, I have yet to read a Darth Vader story that I didn't think was at least good. <laughs> yeah. like When I went back and I was putting all my uh, like Star Wars books in um, bag and aboard them, 
that's that's one of the ones that I, I bought all the issues of, and I, I bagged and boarded it. Nice. The Ghost Prison. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we did have a sequel to the Blood Ties one. This one was Boba Fett is Dead uh, miniseries. Uh, which, I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, and then there was a Darth Maul miniseries that came out called Death Sentence, uh, which kind of developed that character a bit more because there really wasn't much out there. Um, and then we had Lost Tribe of the Sith miniseries, which tied into a book that came out. And Robert and I actually covered the book Lost Tribe of the Sith on the show. It's back when we were saying, oh, we're going to start covering all the novels, too. And uh, Robert was ready to go. Uh, because he was listening to them on books on tape. I was reading the books, so I was the one holding us back because I'm not a fast reader. <laughs> so he'd be like, I'm ready for the next one. I'm like, yeah, give me a month. <laughs> so um, I'd like to go back and try to cover some of the books on the show again, but uh, it just hasn't happened yet. Um, and then let's see here. Uh, we did get from Dark Horse uh, an omnibus of Droids and Ewoks, the comic book series for both of those and uh then in 2012 is when we also got the luke skywalker book that you were talking about it's called star wars luke skywalker last hope for the galaxy hardcover that that is a beautiful book that uh is a collected edition of various luke skywalker stories from both the marvel run and the uh dark horse stuff and i remember taking that to baltimore con to get ron mars to sign it and Ron Mars saw me coming with it, and he goes, now that is a beautiful book, because he actually wrote one of the stories that's in there. And yeah. he got a comp version, and he goes, do you mind if I look through this? Because he says, I haven't opened mine up yet. And I was like, no, by all means, go ahead and look through it. And uh, I do want to get more autographs in it. I think I have a few autographs in it. Um, but he signed, like, on the inside cover, there's a, this beautiful picture with, like, the land speeder and everything, and he signed it in the front of the land speeder, and he's, I think he said something like, the eight-year-old in me is geeking out right now. <laughs> nice. So. Yeah, that was one of the ones I wanted to get, but at the time, the price point, I just couldn't justify it with everything yeah. that was going on. It's got, yeah, totally understandable. It's got, like, a nice leather cover to it and everything, so. Oh, it's sweet. Yeah. It's sweet. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we had... Kind of like those uh, Delray type books. We had uh, Essential Guide to Warfare came out, which was all about like the troopers. Um, yeah, and the, the Delray that's like young reader. Yeah, yeah. But well, and some of those too, like I liked it because it kind of just like it, they're big pictures, but they also like show you like various detail and everything else. Uh, one of the things that came out that I really liked that came out in 2012, book wise, was Star Wars Old Republic Encyclopedia. So basically anything from that old Republic time period was in that book as a, it's an awesome reference book. So, um, and then in 2013, uh, is, uh, and John, I think you read this also, if I'm remembering right, uh, Star Wars number one came out, which was the one that was done by Brian Wood. I did. I read that series for the first year. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. That was great. Because oh, Carlos Deando was drawing it, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really liked that series a lot. Yeah, so that uh, 2013 is when that started. Uh, 2013 is also when we got the Star War, the miniseries that was Star Wars: The Lucas Draft. So it was taking Lucas's originally original yeah. script. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was a weird one. That was yeah. Uh, you yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. No, less said the yeah. better. You're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a weird one. Um, and then, uh, 
see, I'm trying to see. We did have another Darth Vader miniseries, which was uh, Darth Vader and the Ninth Assassin, uh, which I remember that being pretty good. Um, and I think that's it as far as comics for 2013 that I wanted to mention. Um, and then when it came to... Oh, we did get some Dark Times miniseries coming out that year, which the Dark Times comic was actually really good. Uh, they started off as miniseries and eventually just turned it into a series. Um, and then, see, collected editions. Uh, we got Star Wars Omnibus Wild Space, which was a bunch of... Uh, there was volumes one and two, which was a whole, like... It was like a hodgepodge of various Star Wars stories that they just didn't know what else to put them into. So they put them into these Wild Space uh, collected editions. And then, uh, book-wise, we had uh, Dawn of the Jedi uh, came out as a book. And we had uh, this, I've heard, is a really good book. I have not read it, though, but the Star Wars Kenobi novel came out that year. Oh, the John Jackson Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I want to get that one, too. I haven't, I haven't picked that yeah. up yet. Yeah. So, and, oh, and then this one's a good one to mention, too, uh, to end on when it comes to Star Wars. Uh, the William Shakespeare Star Wars hardcover started that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. God Almighty. Yeah. And I. I can't believe you bought those. I did. I got. I don't have all of them. I have the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. They did. I think I saw they did do ones for the new movies. Um, I don't have those. So. But yeah, I got all the William Shakespeare ones. They started doing that with other movies too. There's a Back to the Future one that's William Shakespeare. It's like Back Backeth to the Future or something like that. Lord um, of mercy. <laughs> they're a fun read. They're they're silly and everything else, but they're a fun read. Um They're a good example if you wanted to do Star Wars as a play for like a school play, you could totally use that to help write it. <laughs> so Um but yeah, so I, I think that's a fun one to, to end on. So so that was uh, G.I. Joe and Star Wars for basically the, some of it the first decade of, of us doing the show and some of it just the first five years. So um, next time we'll cover some of the other properties. So we'll cover Turtles, Transformers, Master of the Universe, and anything else that was out there. I know comic-wise there was a few other things that uh, I vaguely remembered and I was like oh my god yeah definitely got to mention that so um you guys have anything else you wanted to mention about those first years or no like I said I'm waiting to see whoever put the wiki together with all the (laughs) comic reviews yeah that'd be awesome nice um it was fun though like the show has definitely evolved a lot since then and well, yeah, the show has evolved. I mean, we have too. I mean, yeah. back then we were a lot more collecting with the. Uh, I know I was collecting with toys and stuff like yeah. that, and I've kind of like scaled back on that. Yeah. Now it's more comics and art and stuff like that. But yeah, and I and I know like and obviously a lot of stuff has happened uh, comic wise and and collectible wise and everything else since then too. Like comics of like for Star Wars, it kind of was huge with Dark Horse and then it started dwindling down and then it went over to Marvel and we'll get into the Marvel stuff later but right now in the first five years we were still in the Dark Horse stuff Um, and uh, and then when it came to Joe like we talked about this the first several years of us doing the show Joe was huge 
and then yeah. uh, in the comic world, and then it started dwindling down as we saw, like in the last year that I had here of 2013, that started the whole reboot after reboot, which I think is what really caused the downfall because there was the continuity was starting to get lost. So right. So. All right, guys. Uh, well, uh, Chuck, how can how can people find you? Uh, basically just, uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. I'm throwing stuff on that now. Yeah. Uh, so it's just my name. Nice. And then, uh, yeah. John, where, where can people find your other works of art? If you just go to hrsocialartpodcast.podbean.com, you'll find everything there. Nice. And, uh, for Star Joe's, uh, want to thank the Patreon members, uh, uh, Will Bell uh, has his uh, Dudes in Toyland, which the episode that I did with them is still not out, but they did post something that some things are going on for them right now. So uh, I think I have it recorded. Yeah, I do have it recorded because I sent it to them. Um, so I, what I might do to help them out is I might do the editing for that one and just send it to them, and then they can just post it if they want to do that. Um <laughs> And because that was a fun time, uh, and then Jonathan Morgantini still doing uh, his uh, just roll with it, uh, and so definitely check that out. It's uh, Dungeons and Dragons in the Middle Earth time period, um, and then uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember who <laughs> I'm forgetting somebody I know, um, and he's posted. He it's the North Carolina. Oh my God, Jason Pravat. Pravat, yes, thank you. Sorry, Jason. Um, Jason Pravat. He he's posting stuff on Star Joe's all the time from his his collection and everything else. Uh, definitely check out his page uh, that's out there. So uh, he's got a very impressive collection. So um, and as I mentioned in the last episode, if you would like to be on the Star Joe's episode sometime this year, I cannot promise you when it will happen, but I will certainly promise you that we would contact you in advance to try to arrange something with you. But if you would like to be on the Star Joe's podcast sometime in this year of 2020, uh, send an email to at com. Let me know that you'd like to be on the show and give me an idea of what you'd like to be, like what type of episode you'd like to be on. Like if it's, hey, I'd like to be on a G.I. Joe episode, or I'd like to be on a Star Wars episode, or Transformers episode, or something like that. Um, if you want to be specific about what it is, like if you're like, hey, I'd like to be on an animated episode of Joe, or something like that, you know, I will do my best to have to reach out to you and arrange that with you so that you can be on the sh- those episodes with us. If you're like, hey, I like everything that you guys cover, and I can be available for any of it, um, then let me know that too. Um, so, you know, we'll be covering, you know, Joe, Star Wars, Transformers comics throughout the year. Uh, we'll be doing some movie type stuff this year. We're going to be, uh, doing some, um, like just, I don't know, a wide variety of different topics and everything else. So like I said, if there's something that you're like, Hey, I'd like to come on the show and this is what I, you know, the type of show, or this is the property I'm into, or if you just want to tell me that, like, here's the properties I'm into, um, then we will try to work something out. Like that's really one of the big things I want to do this year is you guys are the reason that we keep doing the show and still keep enjoying doing the show. So I'd like to have as many listeners on this year as we can, uh, to, to have you on and talk with you. So, uh, 
with that, uh, I guess, I don't know, Chuck, you want to close with me? Yeah, sure. Okay. So with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. All right. Take care, everyone.